Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Here we are midweek already. It is Wednesday, and uh, it's Tom and Levi here again uh, for the full week, and um, we're enjoying, uh, well, so far we've enjoyed two days uh, talking with each other, and now we have uh, today, and we have two more days after this to talk about pieces of scripture. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but as we um, as we move on into our Wednesday podcast here, um, well, first of all, as a school teacher, I'm always I'm always interested as you look back on like your elementary school years since I teach fourth grade. So, do you have a favorite subject that you loved, like when you were in elementary school or even high school or middle school? Definitely wasn't math. Okay. <laughs> um, although now it's kind of fine, I'll do it. But uh, probably going to Holland Christian, probably like the Bible classes, and then okay. also just English in general. I think we're okay. I'd prefer that than like science or math. Sure. Yeah. Do you have any like uh, Bible teachers that kind of stand out or? Basically all of them, especially in high school years. But yeah. Right. Those were definitely the classes that stuck out to me the most and cool. kept with me. So. Nice. Nice. Did you ever have uh, Ray Vanderlaan for any of your classes or was he kind of out of the picture when you I went through? I did for like, I guess I did for the whole semester, but COVID cut that one short. Oh, that year. Yep. 2020. Yep. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Yep. So that kind of cut the semester short a little bit. Sure. We did some online things, but it weren't quite to do it exactly. to the extent of exactly. the discipleship class. How about Mr. Russ? The, oh, yeah. Did I say that name oh, right? Yeah. Mr. Russ? Yep. Okay. One of my favorites. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's good, there's good, there's good people. Mm -hmm. Good Bible teachers over there at Holland Christian High School. Yeah. That's for a sure. Lot of them. How about now? You already mentioned that math was not your favorite. Any any like any reason why math was not your favorite? I guess it just never came naturally to me. Okay, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like having to use formulas. Oh, okay, having to remember the formulas. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm teaching like how to measure angles, how to draw angles in in my fourth grade class, and somebody, a ten year old, asked me the, yesterday. Will we ever have to use this in real life? <laughs> that's probably the worst. That's the worst question of that teacher. I said, uh, you might not have to uh, use a protractor to measure an angle, <laughs> but you will have to think about things and like this. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm just working your thinking skills today is what there I told him. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. All right. So so on the math and yay on the, the Bible and the English courses. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Here we are. We're on day number three of Wordle. Uh, all we know so far is that this five-letter person, place, or thing from the Bible ends with an A and an H. Here yes. we go. Leave so, it. What do you think? I guess I have to do another filler word because I know I'm not going to be able to think about it unless I kind of can okay. see figure it out a few more together. letters. Okay. So I'll do sword. So S W O R D. At least I'll be able to see the S W O and the D okay. in there. Which um, one of them has to be. There's no S. Oh, great. <laughs> There is no W. Okay. okay. There is an O. All right. But it's not in the third spot. All right. And there is no R. And there is no D. Okay. It didn't help me much. So we, we gained extra all, all we gained is that there's an O in there somewhere. We in just, the first or second. Right. Because it's not it's yes. not the fourth or the fifth. <laughs> so so far we have blank, 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 A A H, and one of those blanks is an O. <laughs> 
We're getting there. All right, listeners, maybe you know what it is already. We have two more days. Levi has two more days to figure this out. Anyway. This is going great. Uh, so so good. So good. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So today uh, we are diving way to the back of the old, sorry, of the New Testament. In fact, to the second to last chapter of the Bible and the last chapter of the Bible, uh, Revelation 21 and 22. And we're going to kind of split the reading up a little bit because it's kind of longer. So I'm going to read. I'm going to be reading um, verses 10 through 21 um, of Revelation 21 from the NIV, and then Levi is going to jump in at verse 22 and read through verse 5 of chapter 22 from the NLT. So here we go, Revelation 21. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, and the eighth beryl, and the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great city... Sorry, the great street of the city was of gold as pure as transparent glass. I saw no, uh, no temple in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need for sun or moon, for the, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk out in its light, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day, because there is no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the, uh, in the Lamb's book of life. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him, and they will see his face. And his name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there, no need, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign, uh, reign forever and ever. All right, got it. Thank you. Revelation 21 and 22. So this is always interesting to talk about the book of Revelation, right? Because it's always John, bizarre. It, bizarre yes. right? Because it's John's vision. Yep. And, you know, do we take it literally or do we take it figuratively? Is it sort of like a metaphor? You know, anyway, so what what is it that jumped out to you, Levi? It's actually right where I picked up reading. I think the first thing was 
Um, cause kind of before that you get a lot of measurements and specifics about the city, but then you see, Oh, by the way, thanks for letting me make me read all those Jathis and Amethyst. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate for that. you yes. chose that. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, I saw no temple in the city for the Lord God almighty and the lamb arts mm. temple, I think was kind of like the first takeaway. Yes. Cause the temple is kind of like a very key part of the Bible in the old Testament and then kind of in the new Testament as well. But now we're kind of away from that and. The Lord God Almighty is the temple. So. Right, because right, right in the Old Testament, even in the beginning of the New Testament, yep. I mean, you had to go to the temple, yep. right, in order to be in His presence. Right. Yes. Right, and to to say something to Him or to pray or to bring sacrifices. Right, yep. you had to do that at the temple. But in this new city, right, the New Jerusalem, there is no temple. And why again? Why again? Did you think that that was? I mean. Yeah, it's just the first thing that stuck out to okay, me. Okay, okay. So I don't know if there's anything specific about it, but just very unusual. See, I, I wrote the word. I wrote the word interesting right above that. Yep. Right. I did not see a temple in the city. So, hmm, interesting. So that yep. made me think, why? Yeah, and I guess you kind of see the switch in the New Testament because as soon as like the Spirit is in us, then we become the temple. Yes. So, but now I guess God is the temple because. We're in his presence. Right. So we don't have to go. We don't have to go to a specific place yep. to be with him or to speak with him or to be in his presence. Like you said, because um, he's, he's there. Yeah. Yep. Right. He's there. Yeah. I noticed the number 12 a lot. 12 gates, 12 angels, 12 tribes, 12 stadia, 12, no, 12,000 stadia, 12 amethyst, 12. Anyway, okay. there was, there was a lot of 12s. I'm like, I had, I had to look that up, like, what in the world? Okay, there was, there's got to be some significance to the number 12. And the thing I landed on, the thing that somebody kind of said um, from what I was reading was that it sort of shows the continuity from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, you know, you had the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the New Testament, you had the 12 disciples or the 12 yep. apostles. And it just kind of shows just sort of like the continuity, that number 12. And then another commentator said something about it, that 12 represents like fullness or completeness and um, yeah, so I, that's just a little fact that I found out about that number 12 that showed up quite a bit. Yeah, and then the kind of the other thing that kind of stuck out to me was, um, let's see if I can find it, uh, chapter 22, verse 4, and they will see his face and the name will be written on their foreheads. Um, I think it almost kind of connects back to the psalm is because we're talking about his face and then mm -hmm. we're able to see it, which is something kind of unusual for probably believers of that day because they knew God was holy. So um, didn't get to see his face. Right. Yeah. Kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we go, if we go back to yesterday, right. Psalm 67 verse one, uh, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. Right. And yep. then you're seeing that connection to verse four here in chapter 22, they will see his face. Yep. And um, yeah, because if you are not, I'm guessing that if you are not um, well liked in the kingdom, you probably don't get an audience with with the king. You probably never get yeah. to see his face if you're a, a criminal or if you're not like <laughs> doing what you're supposed to. It's almost like you're banished from the king's presence. You'll never, ever see his face. But the fact that it says they will see his face, it's almost like, well, you know, yeah, we are forgiven people, right? And yeah. um, the Lord doesn't look at our sin anymore. We will get to look at his face someday, right? And we're not going to be banished from his from his sight. So yeah, I like that. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 
guess, rep, uh, almost ambassadors for him is kind of how right. I see that. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. So will there actually be something on our foreheads or not? Or like you said, well, it's, is it just a symbol that we're going to be his yeah. ambassadors? Yeah. Almost like a brand. It's like when you brand cattle, right? Like mm -hmm. where this symbol means, oh, you belong to that rancher. And this symbol means, oh, you belong to that rancher. But um, yeah, maybe this name on our foreheads figuratively or whatever. Um, yep. You belong to, you belong to God the Father. Yeah. Right? You I almost him. kind of see it as like created in his image, but now it's like us almost taking on that image or realizing it because then his name will be on our forehead. So we're almost stepping into that um image or role that he kind of has for us right, just something right. that just came to me mm -hmm, so for sure even even right before that in verse three of chapter 22 no longer will there be any curse so i that makes me think that we're, we're kind of right now you know we're, we're living under the curse still yep. I mean, we get glimpses of heaven we get glimpses of what life what this new creation is going to be like but we still mm -hmm. we're still living on in a world that we deal with this curse still. Yeah. Right. And there's hatred. Oh my goodness. There's hatred in this world and there's division in this world. And there's, oh, there's just so much stuff that is so anti God, right. Anti Christ. Yeah. We still live um, in a world that is cursed. Um, but we, we as Christians have that hope, you know, for the future. Um, this is just, this is just an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're describing this city in like the shape of a cube. Yeah. Almost right, right? 12, uh, I forget, it was 12, 12,000 stadia in length. Does your, does your Bible say stadia? No. What in verse 16? 16. 12,000. Uh, it was a square as wide as it was long. In fact, its length and width and height were each 1,400 miles. 1,400 miles. Okay. It's a okay. Large square. Okay. So it's like a big dice. Kind yeah. of like a, a die, I guess, is one yeah. of them, right? But then the interesting part is that, um, and this I did not know, I, I found it by reading about it, um, the, the, that most holy place in the temple was also in the shape of a cube. I, I did not that. know that. did not know that either. That, that, that in the Old Testament, right, that most holy place that the high priest could go into only once a year was also in the shape of a cube. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, interesting. So the Lord's dwelling place in the Old Testament was in the shape of a cube. His new, well, his his final dwelling place, right? This new city is also going to be in the shape of a cube. Yeah, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it's just kind of an interesting little tidbit. Sounds holy. It yeah. sounds holy. Cubes yeah. are holy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then just in kind of like my notes at the bottom, or because I have a kind of like a study Bible. Okay, but it says um, the city's measurements are symbolic of a place large enough to hold all God's people. So hmm. just interesting to think about. It's large enough. And I guess the shape is um, particular in that it will fit everybody that right. is, I guess, allowed. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Who belong. Who belong. Right. Who belong. Yep. So, listeners, if if you have any insight onto this cube thing, because <laughs> Levi and I don't know if, if this means something, but if you know that, that, that this cube idea in the, the new – the new city, right? The new Jerusalem and the whole fact uh, that the most holy place in the Old Testament in the tabernacle and in the temple was also in the shape of a cube. We would love to hear you. I think I think Dwight gives at the end here what info at victorypoint.org or so. Just feel free to type type something, email us so we can kind of figure this out together, what this whole cube thing might, might stand for. All right. So what can we leave our listeners with today, Levi? <clears throat> 
I guess, I mean, it still sticks out to me. And they will see his face and his name will be written on their foreheads. So I guess be be a person that um, has the name of God written on your forehead so people can tell mm. that you're a believer and that um, who you are an ambassador for. Mm-hmm. So. Be that ambassador be today. That ambassador. Be that ambassador today. <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you back uh, here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.